The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Well, today we're going to talk to a great woman who I actually interviewed years ago, and she's a facilitator, coach, and author. Her name is Cynthia Barlow, and she's one of life's deep divers. And that's actually the name of her book. Her book is How Deep Is Today? And she has coached executives and conducted leadership development workshops and programs for decades for her Toronto-based company, C3 Conversations, Inc. Cynthia Barlow brings a wealth of people knowledge to her newest book, How Deep Is Today? She calls it a bedtime story for grown-ups. And she inspires us to look a little deeper and reach a little higher with her humorous and straightforward approach. Welcome, Cynthia. Thank you, Patricia. It's wonderful to hear your voice again and have an opportunity (laughs) to to chat. Great. Yeah, it really is. It's great. So, you know, in your book, you refer to a near-death experience that prompted some deep soul-searching. And this happened a decade ago. Tell us about that. Well, um, I was the. <laughs> I took a four-day nap. Is what actually ended up happening. I was the unwitting wow. victim of carbon monoxide poisoning in my home. A faulty furnace leaked, and wow. then got clogged mm. up. And I went to sleep one night, and I didn't feel particularly well. But you know, just it never would have equated that with carbon monoxide. And then just didn't wake up. Fortunately, was rescued several days later, and. Uh, uh, it's, it, it prompted a, a quite a bit of soul-searching, and mm. what happened was I ended up... I mean, it's amazing you're you know, alive. It's amazing that it, you're it alive, is. correct? And, and you know, the toxologists that I talked to afterwards uh, uh, all said, this is impossible. You're, you're not supposed to be able to recover after that wow. kind of exposure. And I honestly do believe, although this may be way off base, but it's my choice, I believe that it is my spiritual foundation that allowed me um, some sort of deep strength to overcome that kind of um, very life-altering and, and, and physically damaging kind of mm. event. And it took me, listen, for, for a couple of years, I couldn't pronounce anything over three syllables long. So the word anthropomorphic, wow. for example, was way outside my reach, wow. and I would have to quickly... So it really affected your brain. It really did for a while there. So I, what happened was I ended up having the yard sale of the century three years later once I could walk and talk again, and I had figured out that um, I wanted to try and find a simpler 
saner and lighter way of being. And I ended up selling everything I owned, including my bed, and wow. became this kind of itinerant for the next eight years and got some answers to some questions. Wow. I continued to work here and there, but I kind of called it a semi-retirement period. And I went to Mexico, where I had a, a friend who had survived cancer, and uh, she offered me a place to come and kind of recuperate. And so I ended up spending the next several winters there and learned quite a bit. So a decade later now, this poem pretty much sums up everything I know to be true and effective in life if you are in search of simpler, saner, and lighter. <laughs> so, so there you go. Amazing. That's kind of the story Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I want to ask you, I want to ask you, Cynthia, just backing up a little bit. When you were, for those four days, when you were out, yeah. did you have a near-death experience? Did you see colors? Uh, did you travel somewhere? Uh, you know, people want to know that. And the truth is, I don't have any recollection of that. Uh, we're, we're going down a little bit of a different path here. But the truth is, I had had a near-death when I was three and a half. I almost drowned. Well, I did drown. And the interesting thing is that I had no memories of that until many years later, and and then suddenly I remembered it. So the real answer is no, I did not have any recollection of a, quote, near-death experience for this most recent event. But I do remember clearly now my experience at three and a half. I just didn't have the words to be able to communicate it to anyone. And so... I think what you're really asking, Patricia, is what what did I see? Yeah. <laughs> did I and see it? It sounds like you didn't. I no? did. I did. And I know that this pushes the boundaries for some people who may not have any kind of spiritual interpretation for the way they interact in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, I will kind of put in as a caveat here that I was raised in a very faith-based household. My father was an Episcopal priest. My mother is a spiritual wow. director. My sister is a bishop. I've got it coming at me from all sides. And I don't go to church because I feel that uh, we've institutionalized uh, spirituality in the name of religion. And that's not to say that I don't think that some religions and some churches and, and some leaders of those congregations are very good people and they do very good work. It's just that for me, um, I kind of feel like I'm in church every day now, wherever I go. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. I don't need four walls and a cross to remind me to pay attention. So I credit um, some of those experiences that I've had as a reason for that. And yes, what did I see? Well, yeah. um, and, you know, this is a story I only tell at my five-day retreat, the trust program. So I'm going to keep back a few details. But essentially, yes, I was given some messages. Yes, I saw, if you will, for lack of a better term to describe it, uh, my cheering section is what I call them, whether they're angels, I don't know. But in my little three-and-a-half-year-old girl's mind, uh, for me anyway, it was a sudden realization that this was my real family. There was no fear. Mm. There was all only approbation and um, reiteration of my value. And the primary message of that experience that I could not have understood at that age 
was this message, and this was verbatim. Do not confuse your humanity with whom you really are. And so Mm. I've tried not to, and I'm human. And if I had this all down, I wouldn't need to be here any longer, huh? So, Mm. What do you think that meant? What do you think that meant? I think a lot of us, and this is the main message of the book as far as I'm concerned, we confuse, and in my work as an executive coach, I work with so many people who have reached a position of quote-unquote success in their life, and I know them to be, you know, as full of doubts and worries as the rest of the people, the people that are paying their bills month to month who are, you know, have all kinds of worries and doubts. Everybody's got those. And what we do is we tend to confuse what we do and our productivity with whom we really are and our value as human beings, not human doings. So my work with people over many decades has focused on helping them remember that what's truly important to them is who they are, not what they do. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I know you know this stuff, but a lot of people are still out there searching and they think, Oh, well, you know, more money is going to make me happy. No, it won't. I know plenty of very successful people that can buy and sell us, you know, with what they earn in a day. And they have deep-rooted fears, deep-rooted fears that they're not good enough. And I think that's something we all struggle with sometimes. It's hard. You know, I will tell you, I mean, I'll, I'll share this, that, you know, for a while, I've been an entrepreneur for a while now, and I haven't found that to be so comfortable, although I love what I do. But when I lost a major client a couple of years ago, I mean, the fear that I went through, Cynthia, was, I mean, I, I mean, this instant thought was, I'm going to be a bag lady. I mean, that was like the yeah. first place yeah. I went. And it, you know, and, and I, I don't even, I, I know that it overtook me. Now I look back on it, it's two years later almost, and I built my client base back up, which is yeah. amazing and wonderful. But what I went through, I, and I, you wonder, you know, because I wonder, and I think what got me through it is I knew I could never go there to that dark place. I could never, if I had to be literally a bag lady, then I didn't want to be here. Really. Yeah. That I well, loved and, and work so much. Patricia, that's an archetypical fear, you know, that, that the, the, the fear that single older women, uh, I, I shouldn't say older because I'm with you, you know, I mean, it, women of a certain age have a universal fear of being out on the street, unable to support themselves, they're going to be a bag lady. I mean, so that's kind of a, you know, a, a standardized fear. it was fear. more than I that. that. I also think it was, I want you to do my work in the world, and if I couldn't do my work in the world, then it, yeah. I, I didn't have the same meaning. And that's what that's what propelled me, and I just kept yeah. moving. Well, and that's one of the primary reasons that the book uh, is subtitled uh, A Bedtime Story for Grown-Ups, because what I've realized over the course of my very in-depth work with people for years and years and years, and people from all strata of, of professionalism, um, we've got CEOs I've worked with and housewives. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. All of us have our grown-up children. That's it. We, we're walking around pretending most of the time, a lot of people are anyway, until they really get it in their heads of, you know, like, hey, uh, this, this thing about worrying and doubting my own worth is just sucking my own energy. It isn't helping me progress. So 
most people I know, and certainly all my coaching clients, go to bed full of, uh, they're making lists of all the things they didn't get done today and all the things that they have to do tomorrow. And yet, those of us who have had children, and I know you're a mother, I'm a mother. Sure, my kids have grown and gone now. They, what do we do at bedtime? We get kids ready for bed. We take them out of the anxiety or the fast-pacedness of their little days, and we read them a bedtime book. Uh, and and we, we help them transition into sleep and rest and to remind them we read positive messages at the end of the day. Well, what do we do as adults? Right. We're berating ourselves for poor performance every mm-hmm. day. And then we wake up and do it again. So this little book uh, was originally, um, believe it or not, the entire poem, because it was written as a spoken word poem, came to me in one day. Ten pages of rhyming couplets. Boom. Just done. Wow. I know. Now, it's been refined over the years. That was almost six years ago. It's been refined. I've recited it here and there. and, and uh, But it really feels as though, uh, and huge chunks of it are still the same as it was given to me. And I, it does feel like that, a gift, as something that was given to me. And I've just stewarded it. So, I... I I had no intentions of making this into a book. This was going Amazing. to be at the beginning All of right. a TED Talk. All and, right, so let's, uh, let's and take, then people no, uh, wait, let's take a break. Let's take a break on that note and come back okay. and talk about the book and how the okay. book was created. All right, you're listening to uh, the Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. My guest is Cynthia Barlow. And her book is How Deep is Today? A Bedtime Story for Grown-Ups. She had a near-death experience a decade ago, and her new book again is How Deep is Today? And Cynthia is a facilitator, author, and coach. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset, your home? Is it from a reality show on cable TV, a comparison website, or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? Stop now before you make another move. Tune into Real Real Estate Today with host and realtor Deb Tomorrow. You can't afford to play guesswork when it comes to your new or existing home. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. 
Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and welcome back my guest is cynthia barlow she's a facilitator author coach and one of life's deep divers. She has coached executives and conducted leadership development programs for decades with her Toronto-based company, C3 Conversations, Inc. And again, she's written this new book based on a near-death experience that she had about a decade ago. Welcome back, Cynthia. Thank you. All right. Tell us about the book. Well, you know, the book itself, it's, this is not a How I Survived book. This is a Why Bother Go On Living book. Um, if people are interested mm. in the story of my actual near-death experience, uh, they can get that on Amazon.com. I wrote a memoir several years ago called Threads of Silver. And that apparently has been well-received. So, um, And it's funny. Who knew? It was one of the things I uncovered in my recovery process with a sense of humor again, and it shows up in this poem. So as I was saying, this was always intended to be a spoken word poem, and uh, I do a lot of speaking, so it was very comfortable for me, and I spent a long time memorizing it and all of that, and I presented it to my board of advisors for my company, and they encouraged me to reach for a TED Talk as a way to uh, up the ante on my comfort zone. Uh, And since that scares the bejesus out of me, I thought, okay, that's a good step to do. So what I did was commission an artist. Uh, I had an open competition and had over 35 applicants. I chose four finalists. They each did a drawing. Uh, I gave them several verses of the poem and, and chose a winner. And she, she came up with some beautiful original kind of, a la Susian draw, uh, drawings, and um, and they were only going to be PowerPoint slides to go in the back of the talk. Well, they became the book. And mm. so I was reciting this to a, a group of participants in a recent trust program in September, and they told me I had to publish this. So, so I did. Um, Some of the reasons why, you know, I was talking before the break about how we go to bed with doubts and yet we we treat our kids better by uplifting them at the end of the day. So that was the primary reason. There's something quick and easy because people don't want to read long books at the end of the day. And then the second major reason why I titled it uh, Bedtime Story for Grownups was the statistics on reading itself are shocking. 
some recent ones. Uh, 33% of high school graduates never read another book in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that's shocking. I don't, I don't understand. I have this deep love of words. 70% of U.S. adults have not, read a, uh, have not been into a bookstore in the past five years. Now, let's blame really? Amazon for yeah, that Yeah, but one. would they be, well, but uh, I, is that really accurate just in terms of reading? Because somebody I, well, certainly I don't could know. read their books I don't online. Know, but these or, are the most recent statistics. And 80% of, of families did not buy or read a book last year. But we know that, for example, reading one hour a day in your chosen field will make you an expert in seven years. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. And we know that reading to a child when they are young and then instilling a love of reading in that child will enable that child to become more emotionally intelligent, which is my area of expertise, when they grow up. And how that shows up is that they will be better able to both understand, identify, first of all, understand and verbalize what they're feeling. So they will be better self-understanders and other understanders because when you can figure out what's going on inside you, of course, it's easier to figure out what's going on inside your best friend who might be feeling down that day, etc. So that was the last reason. My first grandchild was born in June, Peyton, and I dedicated this book to him. And so, you know, for me anyway, I, I, I think it's very important that we feed our heads, our hearts, and our souls with the same kind of intentions for health and well-being that we feed our bodies. And we know Mm -hmm. certain foods are good for us. Well, we know certain kinds of TV shows are are good for us or bad for us, and so are certain kinds of things that we ingest. The the, uh, social media today, for example, is just all-consuming. And so taking a break and reminding yourself that you are worthy by virtue of your beingness, not your doingness, I think is an important message for adults to remind themselves. And as my friend who really pushed me over the edge said, and he was an international business consultant, and he said, I can think of 10 people right now I would rather give this book to than a bottle of booze at Christmas. And I went, you got me wow. on that one. Okay, okay, okay. Wow. So in case your readers, because, you know, you and I, when we get going, we, we run out of time. But uh, in case your readers are interested, they can go to, or your listeners, uh, they can go to howdeepistoday.com mm-hmm. and get a copy, tell, a special inscribed copy me, there. Tell me, Cynthia, tell me, what would you say is the message? I mean, if you were to distill this into... Yeah to, you know, how deep can I dive? What would you say? Would you say to people, go for what you want or go for your dreams? Or what would you say? No, um, I I think it's go for you. Um, Mm. I'll give Mm. you a taste. I'll give you a little taste. Here we go. This is from about three quarters of the way through. Uh, Nope, you can slice it or dice it however you can. The story of life down to a man is no more than this. Be you and be real. And for gosh sakes, don't settle. And it's best not to steal because karma, as John Lennon once famously said, will boomerang back on you and mess with your head. So don't lie or cheat or tell a big story. That stuff will eventually rob you of glory. And the super incredible ROI 
that's return on investment. ROI on this dealing, when you start being you and you really start feeling, is the more you stop pushing and faking and striving, the happier you'll be. And man, then you'll be diving. The entire thing is uh, around the uh, analogy of are you a snorkeler or a, a scuba diver? Because snorkeling, uh, as pleasant as it might be in real life, in uh, an emotional life is a very kind of superficial way to live and is often the reason why people feel kind of, oh, where did my get up and go go, you know, at age 57? Mm. They're like, oh, mm. well, you've forgotten to be true to yourself. So the essential message in, uh, that I hope people take away is that it, to remind them that resilience, forgiveness, gratitude, kindness, and laughter are the keys to healing ourselves and others. And I, and I hope that people will be inspired to look past their problems and glimpse their possibilities because I, I truly do believe that the more we conquer our fears and are willing to dive into the ocean of life, we come to believe in ourselves. And the more we believe and trust ourselves, the more willing we are then to reach out mm-hmm. to other people mm-hmm. in compassion and kindness. So... Yeah. That's how we can, if we wish, make the world a better place, one person at a time, starting with ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. What has this taught you in terms of the work that you do in companies? You know, uh, that's an interesting question. Uh, I think the, the primary message for me and the way this informs my current work with corporations and individuals is an increased willingness, not ability, but willingness to trust in the beneficence of the universe. That there is, you know, we we can argue the word God all day long. I personally think it's layered with too many centuries of silt to have an intelligent conversation about the concept that that word uh, represents. But if one Mm. is willing to even entertain the notion that the possibility exists, as Einstein said, that the single most important question that any human being needs to answer for themselves is, is the universe a friendly place? And Mm -hmm. if it's good enough for Einstein to place that as the first and most important question from which all others take life and shape and form in in our lives, then it's good enough for me. And I've decided the universe is a friendly place. Doesn't matter. I know there's all kinds of examples of great distrust, but this I choose to see what is good. I choose to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, when, and, and so with that choice, I'm able to better coach people with, because I am absolutely focused on developing people's emotional intelligence. I do mm-hmm. not help them with time management. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very much an internal game. And so for me, I've, I've really upped the ante in my willingness to put my money where my mouth is, so to speak, and really walk this path of trust. And I do believe that if we, are, if we choose to become divers, when we strap on that tank and go below the surface, there is there's n- no limit to the depth of our sense of de- deservedness and um, the vastness of our capacity for connection with other people and the distance that we can travel with trust in our tanks. 
will take us places mm-hmm. that we never dreamed possible. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's a choice. Yeah. And so Fabulous. I help people begin to trust um, themselves. That's the essential way that this has helped to inform my work. Wonderful. How can people find you? Well, they can, well, I'm, you know, Google me. I come up number one on Cynthia Barlow, but um, my website for corporate inquiries is c3conversations.com, the C3 being communicate, connect, and collaborate. Uh, You can get the book at howdeepistoday.com. It is not available on Amazon yet. The books are on their way. This is a pre-order. They'll be sent out in about two weeks or less. And the official launch is on May 11th. So I'm going to be hand-inscribing and packing into envelopes all the hundreds of orders that have come in so far. And I invite people to grab one of the 750 uh, signed and numbered copies. They, it will make mm-hmm. a great gift. It's a beautiful okay. book. And on the website, you can you can see you know some of the book on there. So Thank you so much, Cynthia, for being on the program. Oh, it's been Thank a pleasure. You. Thank you. Patricia, for having me on. I totally appreciate it. Great. Cynthia Barlow. Again, howdeepistoday.com or c3conversations.com. Thanks so much, Cynthia. You are more than welcome. We'll be in touch. Have a great day. Okay. Stay on the line for a minute. All right. Coming up next is our second interview. Stay tuned right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.